Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Tuesday, August 8th, we're back. International Cat Day. Um, let's just go right to Adam and Alex. Cat owners. Owen's not really a cat Owen. guy. Is, oh, yeah, Owen that's right. A cat. So I guess I'm the lone man out. Which, I mean, Katie has a cat, so I guess I'm kind of half in. But you guys go ahead. Adam, Cat Day, give me something. Yeah, I didn't know it was Cat Day. That's a big day for me. I got a, I definitely have a cat. I have a cat poster in the room. I mean, I'm a cat guy. There's, There's no other way to put it. So let's go. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm fully, I'm a huge cat guy. Um, didn't know I was a cat guy until I got my cat. I was kind of like uh, on the fence. But once once I got my guy, uh, just, you know, you fall in love with them. And then you just kind of learn to love like all types of cats. So I just, any kind of cat, I'm down. Um, they're a great animal. Uh, they're lots of fun. So, um, and they've got pretty interesting personalities, which I think is like really the draw. Um, they kind of think they're the kings of the castle and, you know, they run the show. So I think it's uh, it's a pretty cute personality. To add to, I think this happened to Owen. Two days ago, I got home and my family was like freaking out because we thought we lost our cat because we normally just let him. Did this happen to Owen or Alex? Which one was it? And I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Like oh, last yeah. week, you said you thought you lost your cat and he was just under the deck. So yeah, yeah, we yeah. we normally let him chill on the deck in the backyard, and then I guess I got home and like he was not there for some reason. So like my brother was running around the neighborhood with a flashlight. Everyone was sprinting around. Then I walk outside and he's just sitting like on the table in oh. the backyard. He was just so confused why everyone was yelling. <laughs> like he was right there the whole time. So it was pretty rough. <laughs> so Rob, like, what do you want? Like I'm right here. Yeah. Like where? Why are you making this big deal? I've been the whole time no it's sick they're they're funny like that because yeah, yeah you think you'll lose them and you'll like go run around whatever come back and they're just like right there they just pull up like, <laughs> yeah. wow yeah Did you, do you guys cats like you well that's like kind of the the question sometimes is people are 100 sure if their cats like them but i think my guy does like i mean every time i come home he's like I don't know if your cat does this, Adam, but my guy, like, he'll, like, fall over on his back, ask for, like, belly rubs and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know what else that would mean than um, than him liking yeah. me. So run up to you and then look at you and then fall on his back and just, exactly. like, stare at you. Yeah. yeah. I think he likes me. What do, you, what do you think the human equivalent is of that? Like, running up to someone and falling on your back? Like, I, I think, like, it's, uh, like, a, like a really hug. good hug because... Because you know yeah. what? I've done this research too. I'm kind of an expert, not to brag. <laughs> but um, so they, when you leave them for a long time, so they think when you leave the house that you're going to hunt. Um, so when you come back, first of all, they're happy that you're alive. No, I'm not even joking. Like the, they've done this research. They're happy that you're alive and they think you brought back some food. So A, they're like, okay, sick. I get to munch. But like the other one is like, they're happy you're alive because you made it back from the hunt um so yeah they're, they're i think that's the equipment they're pretty happy it's like a, it's like a and long also, like, it's like a hug them laying on their back is them telling you that they trust you because like it's their their stomachs their vulnerable spot so that's them being like yeah i trust you so exactly 
Also, if you want to get a cat to like you, slow blink at them. I don't smile, even know how to describe like a it. smile. It's like a smile. Yeah. It's like, hey, I like you. So now I just, any cat I see, dude, I'm always slow blinking. <laughs> yeah. Owen kind of sent a mixed message out when he said, does your cat like you? So I, I think this was valuable for him at least to take down some notes and maybe swing his his own cat's opinion of himself. Yeah. Well, my cat, my cat doesn't really like, it doesn't really like me. Like it, it, it doesn't really why. like anybody. No, it doesn't like anybody though. Like it'll, it, it does this thing that. where it, you call your cat it. Yeah, that's not a. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it doesn't care. Like it doesn't notice. I'm just saying it like, so we, it'll be, there'll be like groups of people and it'll come like around. It likes to be around people, but it doesn't like to be touched or like to be for anybody to be too close to it. You know, like he just likes to just kind of chill at that side. I remember I was at Owen's house once chilling with his cat and he pulled out the remote and went onto YouTube and looked up horror movies for cats. Like he wanted to try to scare his cat. Let's get PETA involved. But what kind of Yeah. This show's this actually show? been canceled right now. The canceled on the play. I'm not this is there's gonna be no episode after this. Um yeah, no, you're a horrible cat owner then. I'm out I'm out on you owning cats. <laughs> no, it wasn't horror movie. I just I like playing it likes I like to play different sounds and see how it reacts. So sometimes you Wrong. play bird sounds and it like its ears pick up and it runs at the TV. Wrong. Or sometimes you play cats like screeching cats and it like goes in the other room. It's like Owen Owen is a dad. He's gonna have like a six month six week old infant. <laughs> And he'll just like type in like horror Bone movies tomahawk. for babies. Bone Tomahawk is what he's going to Bone gonna Tomahawk. Baby edition. <laughs> baby edition. <laughs> horror movies for babies. <laughs> I think that's just Thomas the Tank Engine. Put on Diesel 10 highlights, dude. And Actually, uh, yeah, that is. Let that it rip. Heat. That was yeah. scary. That used to get me back in the day. Um, yeah. Well, it's good to be here. Um, this is an international one and I don't want to give myself too much credit, but I'm fighting through maybe the nastiest. I've never experienced jet lag quite like this in my life. And live from Scotland today. Let's go. But I, I hope we can get Italy Alex to make an international appearance. If we will. Five minutes. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll find the time. I don't know if it'll be like regularly, but I'll find the time. You'll get one Italy Alex and one Serbia Alex for sure. <laughs> Serbia Alex is going to be electric. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We don't know if that Wi-Fi is working, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They might not have the high speed stuff over there yet. No. Tough. Tough. Well, anyway, let's get it on the road. Football. Uh, We're doing the AFC South today. Uh, Moose was good enough to join us for the Colts, which was very kind of him. So I'm going to put that in here. Pleased to be joined by Mustafa to break down the Colts. It's just good to see you. I like that Adam's reuniting the Western Canada football team from 2015 one at a time. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, boys. And yeah, obviously, uh, Benania, legend of a linebacker, could uh, be reunited with him. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to share about his playing days at uh, in the O-line? Oh, just, I mean, uh, honestly, just oh. seeing him on the O-line. It was good. A lot of battles with him coming blitzing in as a linebacker. But, you know, obviously, as the... Days got colder. He didn't want to make the tackles as much. He just kind of give up on Eat. plays sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's definitely not who I am. Uh, so I'm just gonna stamp that out. But you had more praise for me than uh Chris Brown had for me, so that's good to hear. Chris Brown was a running back, he doesn't like the linebackers, so people know. forget I was one of the few two-way players on that team. People played, do uh, forget, yeah. I played right guard as well. 
Wow. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, you went yeah. a little Kawhi mode. <laughs> Two way dog. Yeah, yeah, so you so that means you were lining up next to Moose then if he's playing yeah. sent, so what do you do you remember that or is he making that up is that cap so I think the year that Adam played I was actually the left guard that year so we were separated kind of just Jasper in between the two of us but yeah I remember him because uh Adam and I were like one of the few guys who had actually played football or touched a football before that season on that team so it was <laughs> me and him playing offense defense special teams all of it like we never got off the field was was Adam good with the you know? Did he know the protection as well? Like was he? Was there ever a time when he's supposed to be like pulling a certain direction? And he would just you know stay put or something like that, or did he have it down I'll, pretty well? He had it down pretty well, but I'll level with you. Our offense wasn't that complicated. Nobody was pulling. Yeah. Nobody just there's yeah. a guy in front of you, block him. That's that was <laughs> yeah. the whole deal. Our pass block. I mean, I don't want to roast our coach too bad, but our pass block scheme was to just step into the guy next to you and stand there. Like if they go outside of us, it's the running back's job. So we just made a wall. <laughs> That's a big responsibility for the running back. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, I, can't like, I don't imagine... care if three of them get past the whole yeah, line. as long you as no one gets up them. the middle. <laughs> yeah, the quarterback got hit a lot. With Tones was not having a good time. I can't imagine five foot seven, you know, one hundred ninety five pound Adam was, you know, scaring a lot of people on that old line. Well, you know wow. what, like. He was probably the second biggest guy on that O-line. Like, I was, I'm, what, 5'9", 195 at the time. So, like, it was a small yeah. O-line, man. It was and I was 5'8", like 170 at the time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not that small for, a like, junior high school, guess, like, yeah. Canadian football Div 2 player. So yeah, I mean, exactly, Tones yeah. isn't, like, 6'4", oh. Carson Wentz. So, he, you know, he wants to be able to look over the pocket, too. So, it's <laughs> yeah, probably... Exactly. Probably yeah. worked out well. I was gonna say they would they would have been able to work with Kyler Murray quite well. Just he he didn't need a lot of height to get over that line. That would have been a good plan for him. You did mention yeah. Carson Wentz, and I actually want to start there because I don't know if you saw the photo that I saw this morning or last night of him working out in in the like uh what was it commanders parlay jersey. the parlay picture <laughs> the yeah, parlay yeah. he dressed like a parlay to practice now i'm sure you have some negative feelings towards him so seeing that picture what did that kind of regurgitate for you i love it with you i know i'm on the kind of minority here and it's a hot take i think the Colts should have stuck with carson Wentz. i think they should have <laughs> never gone with matt ryan listen i felt like that move reeked of desperation they got rid of him and then they were like oh we'll figure out who our quarterback is later and it was like a month later we're like we got matt ryan see it worked out and it didn't work out he behind that old line like you need a bit of a more of a mobile quarterback and sure carson once was running for his life with two sprained ankles but felt like it was a lot better than matt ryan standing there fumbling the football but yeah he wasn't great but i preferred him a lot more than matt ryan i mean last season was miserable <laughs> well i do here, a couple things you need to know about the Colts and our relationship with them. Um, first of all, people forget this. Adam picked them to win the Super Bowl last preseason. I want that 100% on the record. <laughs> I think it was I think it was get to the Super Bowl, not win. Right. They oh. were, were, were going to lose to the Packers who also missed yeah. the playoffs. Sorry, I forgot <laughs> about that. But he did predict them to do quite well. And from weeks one to nine, Matt Ryan was Owen and I's favorite player. 
because whenever he came on the screen, it it honestly looked like his body was on the verge of just shattering like a glass down the stairs video. And we actually both own the white Matt Ryan Colts jersey <laughs> as a show of tribute to his relationship to us. I just thought I should share that with you. I was going to say there's nobody more electric scrambling out of the pocket than uh, Matt Ryan. I've never seen anybody like it. And I don't think I'll see anybody ever again that just moved as well as he did outside the pocket. It was just well, electric every time. It's like it doesn't he doesn't even really move out of the pocket. Just like he thinks he's like scrambling, but he's not really getting that far. Those legs are just like cinder blocks. <laughs> so yeah, it was far five seconds later of him scrambling and he's only reached the right tackle. Like he's not even outside. He can't even throw it out of bounds. It's intentional grounding because he hasn't left the box. Yeah, it was slow as all hell. It was, it was always the fumble ones that were my favorite. Those ones were sick because he had no idea the guy was behind him and he was just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and... that's where I like Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz, like there wouldn't even be a guy chasing him. And he just goes, I should probably start running. This whole line sucks. Like, <laughs> And Matt Ryan, he had some of the best sacks because, you know, some quarterbacks when they get sacked, it's like. You know they'll try and you know maybe get get rid of it or whatever. Carson or uh, Matt Ryan would just kind of like tuck the ball in, and it would be like uh, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, just like fully straight, just falling to the ground. It was so funny to watch. It was full on a dramatic Game of Thrones death every time he got hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're just watching that from the outside. You as an actual fan of the team, I'm sure it was a little bit more depressing than that. It was depressing. Um, yeah, it was just frustrating to watch because, you know, obviously kind of growing up, you kind of go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. You, there's a certain like standard that has to be met and just kind of watching like the team fall apart at all positions, not just quarterback was super frustrating and depressing. Like it's just not the level that you expect. And when you have a guy who like Matt Ryan, like everyone was comparing him to Peyton Manning in the offseason. Jim Ursay was like, it feels like I got Peyton Manning back in the building. And I just go like, really? That's what all of this is about? This is Peyton Manning level? Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, it was just very frustrating and depressing to watch. Yeah, I, I'm happy that we didn't have to watch him as a rooting interest. I think that works out quite well for me. You mentioned Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Uh, is that kind of your backstory to liking the Colts or when did you pick up cheering for them? How was that kind of process? Because they're a rare team in Calgary. They are. Yeah. Like uh, if I have to like buy hats or anything like that, I have to order it online. I go into a Lids or a Jersey City and they're like, we don't have any Colts things. You got to order it online. Uh, but yeah, so I actually started uh, liking them. I played Madden before I actually started watching the NFL. And yeah, obviously they had Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, you know, on the defense, Robert Mathis, Gary Brackett, Bob Sanders, like an Adam Vinatieri kick. And it was like an OP team to play with. And then uh, one year I was like, you know what? I think I'm actually going to start watching the NFL. And, you know, you're getting into the game. You don't really look at, like, injury reports or the team news. That was the season where Peyton Manning had surgery on his neck. So my first year watching the Colts, they went 2-14. and 14. And I'm like, you know what? I got roasted for it. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm stumbling down on this. They're going to be better next year. And they got Andrew Luck, and they went to the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the backstory of me cheering for the Colts. I like it. And that would be, I think that's Curtis Painter, right? The year they went 2-14. and 14. Curtis Painter, yeah, yeah, and a bunch of other names, uh, including uh, what was it, uh, Dan Orlovsky, almost cost yeah. him the first overall pick. So, yeah, legend. 
nothing gets me going like bad quarterbacks. That's just kind of like my fetish secretly. It's not so secret, but I have yeah. a cool question. Is is Quentin Nelson washed? You know what? I am of the opinion that, you know, obviously playing O-line, watching the O-line, like that's what I watch when I, because that's what I played. So I, that's what I watch when I'm watching a football game. He has been on a steady decline since his rookie year. I think a lot of the praise and the hype that he gets has been because he was so good in his rookie year. Um, he's battled some injuries, but also I just think that the O-line um, has fallen apart since Anthony Costanzo retired at left tackle. Um, he feels like it's almost like he's trying to pick up too much. He's trying to do like two men's job. And then you have a different quarterback behind you every year, different schemes and all that. He's not necessarily like washed, but he's just slightly above average. He's not the all pro level left guard that he's been put out to be. He's been on a weird steady decline since his rookie year in all honesty. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's just ask about Anthony Richardson. I wanted to get your thoughts on Anthony Richardson. And uh, there's been a lot of hype behind him. Um, but I, I want to see, like, because some of these guys that got, like, Bryce Young, we knew about him, like, two, three years before. Um, CJ Stroud, we knew about him for, for forever. And then Anthony Richardson just kind of, like, blew up. He was one of those quarterbacks that just kind of, by November, December, everyone's talking about him. So um, how confident are you in, in their pick and uh, how his career is going to turn out? In terms of him as a pick, I like him as a player. I think he's got, like, that size, the athleticism. He seems to have, like, great accuracy. Everything seems to be flick of the wrist. Like, uh, I think Pat McAfee was talking about it. Like, he was there at a practice, and it was just literally him rolling out of the pocket, flick of the wrist, and it was 65 yards downfield. And apparently, the Colts haven't had a guy like that in a while. My problem with that is, is I think we've seen with, like, young quarterbacks, they need weapons around them. They need a good old line. And if he's going to spend his first couple of seasons running for his life, he's got no chance to really develop and to uh, get that confidence playing at the NFL level. It certainly doesn't help that they don't really have like a star wide receiver. I mean, Michael Pittman is great. He's going to get you 100 catches, 1,000 yards, but he's not going to be a big play threat. He's just a really solid route runner. And then the fact that you're alienating your star running back who can pop off those big plays and take some of that pressure off Richardson. like. It really doesn't help. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of uh, trying to work towards uh, or see is can they yeah. give him the pieces around him to help him develop properly? Yeah, that actually makes sense. I feel like, I mean, you know, when you're drafting so high, like your roster is obviously not going to be the greatest, but I feel like you make a good point. Like you do want to nurture that like young QB and like put him in a good situation and having a battle line and then all this like drama and just kind of seeing like how your owners alienating your your running back is probably not the not the hottest start so um yeah Jim Mercy is a whole nother level do you think that's like a Jim Mercy thing or do you put that more on Jonathan Taylor what's your read on that situation um no I think I I um, I know it's weird like being out of Indiana because uh I know a lot of people in Indiana love Jim Mercy for his like philanthropic work and all that uh, but seeing him spend $20 million trying to save a killer whale right now and not put a single dime towards Jonathan Taylor is frustrating. Um, seeing him uh, just essentially ship out Carson Wentz and not have a backup plan at quarterback. And it was like, Jim, uh, hey, Chris Ballard, you figure that out. Uh, benching Matt Ryan was his decision. Firing uh, Frank Reich was his decision. Uh, and then replacing him with Jeff Saturday, who went one and seven. Wow. Yeah, Jim Ursay is just trying to force too much. He made a promise that the Colts would win two Super Bowls this decade. And uh, yeah, as long <laughs> what, the way he's keeping it up, that's not happening anytime soon. 
again, if I had to cheer for him, I would be in your shoes. But because I don't, he's one of my favorite guys. That video of him at training camp where he just handed the guy three grand and signed the top bill was probably my favorite video of the week. I watched it like eight times. So he's, and I like his Twitter giveaways because I have no idea what he's actually giving away. He just lists a bunch of things and you don't, it's just kind of like a guessing game of what actually is getting given away. He's oh, kind of he's my- a fun personality for sure. Like I know that there's a bunch of times where like I have Twitter notifications turned on for him. Cause I'm like at any given moment, this dude could be all coked up and just tweet the wildest thing. And I like learned that at a young age, like he's had a couple of like scandals on his Twitter where he just kind of tweets something. And then after the fact, just goes, oh, I got hacked. And you're like, sure thing. Just lay off the Coke, buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's definitely an interesting uh, kind of personality. But uh, yeah, as right now as an owner, he's kind of pushing it a little bit. He's a little too involved for my liking. And I, you mentioned Frank Reich. I, I did feel like he kind of got a raw deal. Um they never really gave him a, 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 I don't think he had a quarterback that was the same two years in a row. I think he had a new quarterback every single season, right? Yeah. yeah. Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Phil Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. That five years, five different week one starting quarterbacks. And those same are all Chris Ballard. Yeah. The, and they're all different like styles. Like you don't, there's no like uh, redundancy there. They're just wildly different. So I, I, I always liked him. I thought he got kind of a raw deal, but you did bring in Shane Steichen and every year, usually like there's a new quarterback, new coach combo that does pretty well. You're over under six and a half. I see that, you know, there's at least a possibility that this could be that team. Do you maybe talk me into that or talk me out of that? Um, yeah, whoever's making that line is uh, just out of their minds. I personally have the Colts kind of in that two to four win category. Wow. <laughs> in all honesty, I, like, I, like, listen, they're going to be, they had a lot of one score games last year. Like, and I, that's because of the defense, the defense is going to keep them there. But like I said earlier, they're relying a lot on some guys who just haven't proven they're at a certain level, uh, to kind of be in that six, seven win range. You don't really have that proven down the field guy. They're hoping they just drafted Josh Downs, that he's going to be that guy. You're really weak at secondary. Uh, I mean, right now, aside from Kenny Moore, pretty much everybody else there is a rookie or just unproven. And then you're hoping that Shaq Leonard is going to be fully healthy. You're hoping that Jonathan Taylor plays, like not even plays well, just plays to take that some of that pressure off. I really don't see the route to six or seven wins like it's that's a little too high for my liking i think there's going to be a lot of injuries a lot of dysfunction around the team so yeah uh easy money take the under all the way under i'll be the first fan on this who's come on here to tell you my team stinks take the under i like it that's respect because even the cardinals guy you know he, he curtis was a he little was bit iffy. Iffy. yeah yeah, yeah he yeah, yeah. he saw some roadmaps to over i like that you're you're coming in strong with the way under if i were to give you a little bit of a positive um, you do have the third easiest schedule and you had like a minus 15 turnover differential last year. So you're, you're bound for a bit of a uptick in that stat usually. Um, so there, I see a possibility. You have a new offensive coordinator. You have a new quarterback. I saw Michael Pittman said today that, uh, if Anthony Richardson was a Madden, he'd be 99s in every category. I personally, I'm going to disagree with that on day one, but I do like Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be really good. 
Um, so this is an easy over for me. I like the, I think the coach has a chance. I like the quarterback. They have an easy schedule. I, I, I would be happy if you were right. Cause you probably know more than me. You definitely know more than me on them, but uh, maybe well, I'm going my, wrong here. My only kind of thing was like, I, I do love Anthony Richardson. I do love everything about like, yeah, I like the pieces that are there. I just don't think they're a fully developed. And the one thing that really concerns me about the offense is they're going to have close games because the defense is essentially a top 10 defense. You have DeForest Buckner, Shaq Leonard, Grover Stewart. Those guys are going to be great for you. The offense, on the other hand, like they had a horrible O-line last year. They allowed 60 sacks. They were responsible for the second most sacks out of any O-line in the NFL. They're coming back with the same starting five this year. And I don't understand why you don't bring in any new competition, why you don't try something different. Like even a new coach at O-line would be worth a try. But that's where I kind of start to lose a little bit of hope. Add on that Jonathan Taylor probably isn't playing. Zach Moss has a broken arm. And now you're bringing in Kenny Drake, uh, Kenyon Drake, who really hasn't done much in Vegas or Baltimore, which were last two stops. I just have a hard time believing six or seven wins. Yeah. Owen said his secondary team uh, was was the Niners. These this is don't make that face. You know it's true. I just thought they would be good. Like I fell into the Matt Ryan hype, but I would not call this my secondary team. It was a one time thing. Um, is Richardson like confirmed going to start this season? You got to go with it. Like you can keep Gardner Minshew as kind of like that backup. That's the role he kind of excels in. But um, you got to go all in with Anthony Richardson. You got to see what he has. You got to. Give him game reps. That's the only way you're going to figure out if he's the real deal or not. But he's not confirmed to start so far. I hate to not listen to the expert on the show, but <laughs> like when you open up the schedule and Phil said they're the easiest schedule, I don't know how this isn't the first easiest schedule. Like I don't see, I see so many easy wins and there's no way that I can't see them winning seven of these games. So, I mean, just on the schedule alone and on the fact that I saw the Eagles score a lot of points last year and they have uh, Mr. Shane Steichen running the show, I don't see how they don't win seven games at least. Yeah, the Eagles had a good offensive line. Like, I don't think they're going to win a game against the Jaguars. I think the Titans will just run them into the ground, even though they, I think they're similar levels. The Texans, they play twice. Uh, they play the Saints. They play the Panthers. They play the Patriots. They play the Bucks. They play, sorry, Phil, the Steelers. They play the Raiders. They play the it's Falcons. Still, yeah, still, yeah, still, like, and I don't know. And I think I've dropped like this take like two or three times. It is indeed NFL teams that they will be playing. So I don't know. I think they could lose to anybody. Um, and just they could, on, like, but they could also team. beat anybody. And I think the schedule is people, so easy that I will take. I want to remind people they beat the Super so, Bowl champions last year. Let's go. They always beat the Chiefs and then they lose in Jacksonville or Houston. And, <laughs> and this team yeah, never makes true. any sense. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then to your point, like Shane Steichen, like yeah, he had a great time with Philadelphia, but like even like Brian Dable could only do so much with like you know. Daniel Jones and and that Giants offense and it could only get you so far. I mean, I know they did make the playoffs and stuff they were too, but good. um, yeah, they were okay. Um, but I I I I'll go under here. Um, I think you made some compelling points here. Um, I definitely see where you're coming from, and um, uh, once again, I think yeah, sh- the the schedule it's a bit on the easier side, but I mean, I still think like like the Jags are. I think they're sick. You got. Uh, you got the Saints here. You got some other teams that just like I think will be competing and um, you know make make uh, the games really tough for them. So um, I'll be going under here, even though I am a I'm an Anthony Richardson guy. 
I, I definitely want this guy to light it up. Yeah, and it's not a knock against Anthony Richardson. I just think that a lot of the easy teams that they're facing, like you look at like the Bucks, uh, the Steelers, all that, they have good defensive lines. And my biggest concern with this team is the O-line. Like they're, if you got like TJ Watt coming down on you and both of your yeah. tackles gave up seven sacks each last year, like, and they're coming back with the same group, like you're going to have a hard time. Anthony Richardson is going to have a hard time dealing with that pressure, especially if yeah. you don't have a running game to develop. When Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, yeah, he's going to have some tough. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take the under. And I agree with most of the reasons that, um, that Moose has given us here. Like, I think the team is basically in shambles. Uh, I'm not going to bet on a rookie quarterback. I don't think rookie quarterbacks have performed particularly well in recent memory. Even the ones that are doing well now, I mean, maybe with the exception of like Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, but um, typically it's not something I trust. I think he's more of a project. Um, and there's just too many question marks for me to think that they're going to, you know, win seven games, which is, you know, for them, I think would be quite a good season. So I'm going to take the under and I'm going to put them. I think they'll win four or five this year. Where do we want to put them for helmets? Unserious or poverty seem like the overwhelming choices. I'd be inclined to put them in unserious. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'd consider them poverty. Yeah. I don't think they're going to yeah. be in the poverty. I think their defense keeps them in that unserious category. I do think they're going to play a lot of one score game. I just don't think they have the offensive line or the firepower on offense without Jonathan Taylor. To... At least they have a roadmap, right? Like they have a, they have a bit of a roadmap for the future. Yeah. They could be this year's Giants. I feel like there's a chance, at least, you know, 5% chance or something. Have we even put a team in poverty yet? Cards. Cardinals, yeah. yeah oh, we did, okay. You know, right. we'll, we, we'll have, we'll have another one. Oh, there'll be another by the end of this episode. Don't you <laughs> yeah. worry about that. The, they actually, they have their pick belongs to the Cardinals. A little bit of a hint there. Um, but uh, last question I want to ask you, unless anybody else has any other ones, they can go in after me. But I'm just going to say some names, and I want you to tell me which one brings you the most pain as a Colts fan. Jacoby Brissett, Nick Foles, Brian Hoyer, Jeff Saturday, Philip Rivers. Go ahead. Uh, you know what? Uh, Brian Hoyer. As soon as you said that name, my heart, just like my chest started tightening up. Oh, good Lord. I forgot he even played. I think I worked so hard to erase that memory. Um, But, you know, honestly, with Jacoby Brissett, my biggest problem with him was just he wouldn't throw down the field. I liked Uncle Phil as the quarterback, him, and the, all the graphics with him and his, like, 100 kids. Um, Fox Sports had a fun time with that. And then Jeff Saturday, I think I'm only keeping him kind of away from that gut-wrenching conversation because he was such a good center, and I loved him, and I love that clip of him and Peyton Manning just kind of go, just fucking play center, Jeff. Um, so, um, you know what? It, yeah, I like Jeff Saturday as a player. Um, that tenure as a coach is not doing anything for his legacy as a Colt. He did beat the Raiders, though. I want that on the record. That's all that counts. I have one of my buddies as a Raiders fan, and the fact that they beat the Raiders, I'm like, that's all that counts. I I love that, yeah. I did want to ask you, uh, as kind of a where were you moment when uh, Andrew Luck just hung it up. Like, what what was that like for you? Yeah, yeah, so I was actually I was there. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, well, I was there, like, shortly after. I, I remember running to Mustafa to get his opinion, because that was during high school, I, during grade 10, right? Uh, no, actually, if I remember correctly, no, 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 it was not. It was a uh, first year Eat of university, up. I think. Yeah. Eat I remember... Nice try. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember being uh, in Walmart doing back to school shopping. I was literally like grabbing pencils and like other stuff. And I just see like the old notification on my phone of uh, Ian Rappaport retweeting Adam Schefter. And I'm like, there's no way this is real. And just like, yeah, it was a gut wrenching moment. Literally dropped the basket I was holding up. Like, there's no way this is real. I had to go out in the parking lot, sit in my car and just go like, I need other people to confirm this. This is not happening wow. right now. Two weeks before the season starts. Yeah, that was a crazy time. That was it nuts. was yeah, yeah yeah this is my oops probably one of like the most heartbreaking moments I've experienced as a fan of any sport like it was just yeah. gut wrenching to go oh we just yeah. have like this franchise quarterback he's finally kind of getting back to it it was his first year with Frank Reich the year prior they started off one and five finished the season ten and six won a playoff game and I'm like cool we got we just drafted Shaq Leonard we just drafted Quentin Nelson we're back on the uptick and to have him retire like that is was just heartbreaking man he was great to watch i loved andrew Lowe. i do have one more question actually just give me three words on the new jersey Ooh, just three words honestly pretty fucking cool i mean uh those will be my <laughs> those will be my three <laughs> It was awesome. It was great. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Those are gonna be my three words. You know what? The Colts normally don't do these kind of alternate jersey stuff because, like, I Jim Irsay has gone and go, oh, those classic Colts jerseys—they're the brand. Like, we don't need to do anything different. So it's pretty fucking cool to see them try something different. They look kind of clean. I like the black and the blue and uh, the little kind of C's on the chest. I love it, dude. That's respect. I negativity on the team and positivity on the jersey was not on my bingo card for this appearance so well we're we're lacking in guests for the rest of the teams in this fair division, point so i'm just curious if you have any takes on the rest of the division the jaguars are kind of the class of this division you got trevor lawrence a quarterback you got doug peterson uh running the show a proven super bowl winning uh, coach uh, i do think that they're going to be really really good i'm looking for them to take another step forward I think the Titans are honestly have a similar makeup to the Colts. I do think that they're good at running the ball. They're not very good at passing the ball. They're good at stopping the run. They're not very good at stopping the pass. Um, But uh, the main interesting thing that I'm willing to see about the Titans is can they actually, uh, can the O-line keep their quarterback upright, whoever it is, whether it's going to be Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis or Will Levis. uh, um, I think they're going to go through all three of those quarterbacks this year at some point. Uh, but I'd just be interested to see how can you get DeAndre Hopkins the ball? You got him, fantastic, but I think they're just going to have a hard time pass blocking for their quarterback, and I'm actually higher on the Texans than most people are. I do like them. Uh, I do think that having the addition of C.J. Stroud and you have that O-line anchored by Laramie Tunsil, if they can just run the ball a little bit more, I know it's hard to run the ball consistently when you're always down in a game, but I do think that they can cause some problems, and I wouldn't be surprised if they finish second in the division behind the Jaguars. I'm not going to say that they're going to be above 500, but because AFC South stinks, but I wouldn't be surprised if they finish second in the division. I like the takes. It's an inter- it's an interesting division that uh, there's not a lot of representation where we're where we're from for the NFC South or the AFC South. So it's uh, it's good to have you on to to break it down and represent the division and uh i'm sure this isn't the last time but good to catch up with you and thank you for talking colts i appreciate it yeah thanks for having me on and i'd love to be back again and then as far as the rest of the division goes 
obviously we live in a part of the world where access is not really readily available to these teams. Um, when usually when you're picking a favorite team as a kid, it's like the Packers or the Seahawks or the Broncos. Cause they're close, not usually taking a stab at the Texans or the Jags. Um, and the Titans, I have literally never seen a Titans fan. Like no. they, they don't exist. Um, so that was just a complete non-starter. Uh, but let's start with the Texans, I guess, for our sake. Their over-under is five and a half. Um, people seem to like the over, to be honest with you. The over is a pretty popular pick. They haven't topped four wins in three years. I, When I say the Texans last three years to you, like, do you remember anything, Adam? Like, What comes to mind when I say the Texans from the last three years? Um, a lot of losing and Davis Mills. I still love Davis Mills, um, and he's still on the roster, so it's sick. I thought Davis Mills' money, like I've seen, make some raw throws. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no. And then what else do I remember? Uh, not much, dude. Like NRG Stadium, like I that just I don't really remember anything from it. Like the last uh, three years, I do remember them putting out those sick helmets the last year. Yeah, the red ones with the kind of interesting, like, I don't not texture, but I don't even know how to describe it. But uh, yeah, that's about it, though. Yeah. I mean, the good news is the last two years, they've gone through two coaches that were basically just the same guy twice. It was David Culley and then it was Lovey Smith. Um, they've been pretty terrible, but they seem to be trying now. Uh, and they don't have their first round pick, so there's incentive to be good. And they hired Owen's guy, D'Amico Ryans, who, I, without guessing... This is kind of like I could see you transitioning secondaries or maybe tertiaries to the Texans because of him. Yeah, I mean, I do. I love I love D'Amico Ryan. Like he I think is like such a slam dunk hire. And didn't they sign him to a super long contract, too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is I mean, like they locked him up for a long time. Now, I do want to say, you know, they did Lovey Smith and David Coley like super dirty. So I don't love the Texans for that. Um, but I, I do like what they got going on. Like, I th- think in a few years, um, I think like with him at the helm, they could be an actual team. So I, I do like them. I really do. I like what they got. Yeah. As long as, there. as long as you have a, a coach and a quarterback, I mean, that's a better place to start than 90% of teams. And it seems like they've got both hopefully for them with CJ Stroud. They do have a new offensive coordinator who is San Francisco's passing game coordinator last year so seems like there should be some decent uh tree lineage there they have a new defensive coordinator obviously but that'll be D'Amico Ryan's focus uh they drafted CJ Stroud second who is in a competition with Davis Mills but from following my guy everything Texans I know that CJ Stroud is lighting up camp I I know that for a fact um Davis Mills has thrown a lot of interceptions from what I understand this does seem like a heavy slant to get CJ Stroud starting week one by my guy but I'll just I call it like I see it that's how I see it I think you know, when they picked him, he's kind of Texans. Like, do you kind of see that when I'm talking about? Like, I don't know if it's just because it's red and Ohio State was red, but he kind of like he's a little bit more Texans than Colts to me. That's the way I see it. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Um, he's just got that. Uh, I don't know, almost kind of like that mystery behind him, too. Like, because, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks, like, eh, like some of them turn out pretty good. Some of them not so much. So. Um, and then, yeah, he's going to go into an organization where, you know, we, we are expecting a lot, we're expecting a lot from him. So, well, not a lot from the Texans, but um, people are obviously picking the over there. So 
I'll yeah. be watching some Texans. I I kind of I kind of like this team. Um, so and he's my guy, so I'll definitely be rooting for him. I yeah. think one of my sneaky favorite moments from last season was when Alex, like literally in legit seriousness, came on this show and said, I decided today no more red zone and I just watched Raiders Texans. <laughs> yeah. Say right now, I'll go red, uh, no red zone the entire year. What? I mean, unless I have the boys over or something, we're all what, like, fine, we'll do it then. But like when I'm on my own, fine. I'm not watching. <laughs> I, I'll well, I'm not going to invite you guys over and make you guys watch Raiders Colts. Like, <laughs> You know, that would be fun eating honey cake. <laughs> so, so I'll, I mean, I'll turn it on for the boys, but other than that, no. Yeah. Well, I, I respect that. I, I'm going to try to join you on that pact this year, the no red zone grind. I think I'm going to give it a try, but uh, I'm sure I'll succumb to it by like week five, to be honest. They did also pick Will Anderson third, um, but they traded their first round pick to do that. When, when that happened, we were critical. When we did the Cardinals, we praised the Cardinals. I still just think it's a crazy risk, but uh, it's what they did. So for their sake, I hope he turns out to be pretty good because the Texans have never really been good in my life. They had Deshaun Watson, I guess in everybody's life. They haven't been around that long. Um, so to get a bit of a pattern going of uh, decent play, that would be good. Adam, I'm sure you liked their offseason edition of Dalton Schultz. Big target for CJ Stroud. I don't know. I don't even think I like that edition. Like. <laughs> I don't think Dalton Schultz is really that good. I think it's just how the Cowboys used him and how much Dak liked throwing to him. It made him look really good with really inflated numbers, but I think he's just a regular white tight end that still has legs and doesn't block as much as others. So I don't think there's anything that special about him, unfortunately. Well, you say he's not special, but their other offseason playmaker additions of Devin Singletary and Robert Woods are dangerous, <laughs> dangerous weapons. I don't have much on those guys either. They're, yeah, they're not really <laughs> surrounding him with like the most raw <laughs> talent. Um, that's for certain. So it won't be easy. Like Robert Woods, like, wow. I mean, he used to be nasty on the Rams, but I mean, he came off that big injury. He hasn't really been the same since. Um, they've, got, really... they've got Mechie. I mean, yeah, he's... I think yeah, he's coming off um yeah that uh he was dealing with that cancer diagnosis and all that. So Robert Woods is uh two years older than Todd Gurley. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Robert Woods is like the guy where a team is like kind of looking to fill out their roster and they're like, we need like a veteran presence. And they're like, Well, Robert Woods, like he was a good pass blocker, like let's get him in. And it's just like people yeah. keep giving him jobs even though he hasn't been good in like three years and he's like forty years old. Yeah. He's got five be- years removed type type yeah. deal well five years ago he was this it's like bro former a thousand yard receiver <laughs> yeah like what else 20, he he's got accolades <laughs> he's got accolades bro do you think yeah. he's on acl number five by now because i feel like he's coming <laughs> oh, yeah. down with a new one every couple years uh so that was an interesting pickup for them devin singletary also very texans so i like that they kept brandon cooks in captivity for the last couple years and then when they finally got a quarterback maybe they're like all right you can go now like we you have no surface anymore for us so see ya enjoy dallas um they alex mentioned they did uh they do have john mechie who uh was a second rounder last year and probably would have been higher if he uh well, no, he wasn't diagnosed at the time of draft, right? So, but hopefully for him. Yeah, he was after, season. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully he can string together a decent season. Um, they play the fifth easiest schedule. 
the AFC South plays the, the NFC or yeah, the NFC South, which are the two weakest conferences. So their strength of schedules, both are pretty inflated by playing these uh, opponents. Uh, the, the Texans and the Colts play all 17 games on Sunday, which is kind of nice. So just no Thursday nights free that they get to have the full rhythm of Sundays, which is good for them. They did not win a game by more than seven all season last year. They went three thirteen and one, and as I mentioned, they haven't uh, eclipsed four wins in three years. So it would be quite a turn to see them get up to six, which is what the over under is going to need you to do. Uh, I also wanted to mention that they have lower odds than the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl. They are one hundred seventy five to one, and the the Cardinals were one hundred fifty to one. So they have the lowest odds to win the Super Bowl, which is kind of surprising, but. Hey, it's the Houston Texans. I'll be surprised if they win the Super Bowl too. Five and a half is the line. Owen, what do you like? Mm, I like the under here. Yeah, I think they're a very similar team to last year. Obviously improved probably at quarterback, although I think there are going to be like growing pains. Um, I'm not sure if this is like a super improvement over what Davis Mills was last year, really. Like I think in this case, you're betting on somebody that has a, probably a way higher ceiling than Davis Mills might, and it's maybe less... In, turnover prone and things like that so you know obviously it's the right move but i don't know how much of a difference it's going to make in the win loss column so i i just think they're they're rebuilding and then this is kind of the ground floor so i'm going to take the under i could really flip a coin on this one because i i don't have any strong feelings either way but it's a good I'm, line yeah i'm gonna wrong line i haven't used that line yet and i'm not going <laughs> to use it here i'm going to take the over just because um I don't like one of the other teams in this conference that I'm going to take the under on. So I'm just going to take the over and I'm going to pray that because they're trying a little harder this year, maybe they'll get more wins. I might do an Alex and an AFC North and just go four overs in this division. Why not? Because I think they're all just so bad that they'll beat up on each other a little bit. Maybe I'll scratch out to about seven and 10. Um, So I'll take an optimistic over here. But really, like Adam, no reason in particular why I could flip a coin. Alex, you back clean up. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go over. I just think for me they might be like a, a team to watch. I I think they might be fun. Um, so they, I'm looking through their roster. They have a bunch of former Raiders guys, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but uh, like shout out Denzel Perryman. Like that's my guy. Wow, um, shout out. Yeah. No one hits harder than Denzel Perryman. Um, got Corey Littleton, Malik Collin, like all former. Oh, good. But anyways, yeah, like I think I think they're they might be solid. Like, uh, <laughs> uh Corey D'Amico, uh, <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. This yeah. is the best explanation yet. <laughs> yeah, like I think he's gonna like put the like the defense is gonna be in pretty tip top shape. I think they they have a pretty solid defense. And like I said, I'm all in on CJ Stroud. That's my guy um he looks sick actually i'm not gonna i'm looking at some photos right now of him in the in the, in the texans helmet it looks sick so um yeah i'm, I'm actually all in oh we forgot they have damien damien pierce my second team dude i actually kind of like the texans i'm not gonna lie yeah damien pierce was sick last year when he played yeah, yeah damien pierce was raw they yeah, got some guys so i can't lie they've got some dudes man i'm telling you but uh yeah shout out shout out the texans let's get back to the good old days like the good old days of Andre Johnson and the Arian Foster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt Schaub, just... Gary Kubiak. Uh-huh. Let's go. Yeah. Brian Cushing. We we can all hope for yeah. that. I like a no JJ Watt shout out in that segment. Just <laughs> nope. Yeah. 
Whitney Merciless. Um, is, is Derek Stingley good? I think so. But I, yeah, again, so, the Texans could sign you and I would get 30 tweets about how good he is. So yeah, I true. don't really know. That's true. I, I respect that, though, a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, where just everybody's good on the team. They just know they just don't roast anybody. Like, wrong. well, my favorite tweet of the preseason so far, I actually screenshotted it so I could read it in this segment. Um, the hashtag Texans first preseason game against the Patriots is exactly two weeks from today. Here's the players I will be keeping my eye on wide receiver Xavier Hutchinson, wide receiver Jared <laughs> Wayne, linebacker Henry Tuotu, defensive line Dylan Horton, running back Xavier Valade. So. Those are five sleepers in your fantasy draft. If you're drafting individual defensive players, take a look at Henry Tuotu, dude, because he's going to yeah. be nasty. You can slot some of those guys in the Craig Reynolds spot. Yeah. <laughs> they can what fill the so, game. So they, have a, so they have an X guy on their team, Xavier uh, something. Alex's Breeze. <laughs> so anyone, anyone who's got a Xavier or Xavier, they've got an X on their team. So let's freaking go. The X Factor. The yeah. X Factor, <laughs> like in Madden, yeah, yeah. yeah when really they put good. the little like on fire cylinder under you, yeah, X. I, I can't. I got to read the last tweets. I'm sorry. Uh, practice is over. Uh, siren emoji. CJ Stroud ran with the ones all practice and siren emoji. Stroud was seven of ten with a touchdown and an interception. What was most important is the majority of his pure dropbacks were throws under five seconds. Davis Mills also had a good day. He was eight for ten with an interception, but made tight window throws. <laughs> uh, it sounds like uh, Davis Mills was better. It does. Eight, eight for, for 10, ten tight window throws, no interception. That's a no one interception. That's a great NFL stat. Like well, imagine it's like October and it's like Davis Mills last ten snaps, eight tight window throws, but one interception. <laughs> he dude, why are we posting uh, that? The practice stat takers are the best. Um, Jacksonville over unders nine and a half. People like the over. They're overwhelming favorites to win this division, but they're not really. Usually, if you're a division favorite, you have pretty good Super Bowl odds or pretty low Super Bowl odds. They have the 12th best odds, which is easily the lowest for a division uh, favorite. They're 28 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, but about minus 200 to win this division. Uh, Doug Peterson won six of their last seven last year. They were sort of four and eight, I believe, was the number, and he just rattled off the wins to take them into the playoffs. They did uh, get that crazy comeback against the Chargers, and and you look at their offseason, nobody really jumps off the page, but they do get Calvin Ridley, um, who they traded for midseason last year, and there's been a lot of hype about him. And I think Christian Kirk proved us all pretty long, wrong last year with how good he was and living up to that contract. So that's a pretty decent receiver room. They do have kind of a poor offensive line, but they drafted a guy in the first round to play tackle, pretty much banking on some in-house improvement, I'd say, from Trayvon Walker and Travis Etienne. And... uh I think my question to Owen would be, do you foresee another step coming from Trevor Lawrence? Because we saw him take one last year. Do you think there's another level he goes up this year? I do. I do. And I think that's like twofold. I think clearly he's gotten more comfortable and I think he will continue to get more comfortable. Like he had a kind of a, obviously a terrible situation when he, you know, was drafted and was a rookie with the whole urban Meyer thing. But um yeah, I think he'll get more comfortable. And I also think Calvin Ridley is, I mean, his receiving core improved last year, but I think Calvin Ridley is like, in my opinion, like a bona fide number one. So 
has somebody that he can trust and rely on. Uh, and I don't, I, I mean, I think Travis Etienne will also probably improve this year, um, which will take pressure off him. Like, I just think his situation as a whole has gotten better year over year. And if you combine that with him getting more comfortable and more, more used to playing in the NFL and in their offense, like I, I just, I think without a doubt, he'll play better this year. No, yeah, I agree with Owen. Um, I, I, I like this team too. Um, I think Calvin Ridley is going to be sick. Like I agree with Owen. Yeah. I don't know like about that video. I think we all saw of him just running really fast. Now, I don't know if that was just how bad Zay Jones is. Have you guys seen that video where, <laughs> yeah. where, where Zay Jones runs the route and then Calvin Ridley comes? So I don't know if that's just Zay Jones being really bad or Calvin Ridley is really that fast. But from what I've seen of Calvin Ridley, I mean, he's an, he's an unbelievable wide receiver and, um, he honestly, he, he can take his time too. Cause I think Christian Kirk obviously knows the offense from last year. So he can kind of still assume those wide receiver one duties for a little, for a few weeks before, uh, Calvin really gets into like tip top game shape. So I just love Trevor Lawrence having two like dogs right now to, to throw to. Um, and then the running game, I think Travis Etienne can, you know, build off a strong season. Um, and, and I mean, guess who they have in the running backs room. Actually, they have my guy, Dernis Johnson. My guy, um, you know, I think he could definitely, <laughs> definitely be right there with uh, Travis Etienne if if he were to go down. Um, so yeah, and then I mean, defense. I don't know too much about their defense. Like I know they have Trayvon Walker. I think they said he had an okay, pretty okay year. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I like this team. They do have some tough games here that I'm looking at though, because I think they play they play the Chiefs and the Bills. If I saw this correct, and the 49ers, yeah, which is heat. Like uh, I don't know how you draw wow. all three of those. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm betting on Trevor Lawrence. I think he's just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. People yeah. forget they almost beat the chiefs in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Chad any though. For like one drive and he scored. I guess that's right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> point to Adam 15 love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to regurgitate everyone's points, but, uh, I agree. I think this is going to be a great team. They looked super hot in the playoffs last year. And uh, I like Calvin Ridley. I think he'll be a good number two, the best number two receiver in the league for the whole year. So, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. They play the Bengals too. Like, holy crap. They they, they do have... You, do you have what schedule? What, how hard is the schedule, like, ranked? It's tied for seventh easiest, but it's the last year they played one of the easiest ones, so it's a pretty large increase in difficulty for them. So all their extra games are against first-place teams because obviously they finished first, which is how they ended up with Chiefs, Niners, and uh, Bills. Um, so they do have quite a few difficult games because of first place finish, but still overall, because they have six games against this really soft division, it's not supposed to be that tough of a schedule. Um, they did, I want a couple other things before we get to the line second fewest games lost to injury last year. So they were pretty healthy last year. They did go on a big streak to close the season. So maybe that is more of who they are. Like maybe it just took them some time to get going, but you don't, you know, it's hard to say for sure. They were four and six in one score game. So usually that comes up. So there's some good signs and some bad signs uh, throughout the whole thing. But do you see for them winning AFC South? Is that enough to like be satisfied or should they have a higher aspiration? Because I don't see a Super Bowl team here, but I think that should be more of their goal. Like, I don't think they should just be satisfied with winning this crap division. Yeah. I mean, the division sucks. Like, I, th- I think. You know, also considering the fact that they, what did they play in the AFC Championship 
game last year, like divisional, but or the divisional. I think I think they should almost be their expectation should be to play in the championship game. No, I don't see a reason why you'd be like, okay, let's you know make it to the playoffs, and if we lose, that's okay. I mean, I I still think they played the Chiefs pretty tight, and even like the Chiefs were a little bit, I think, surprised with how how uh, tight the uh, the Jags played them. So. Um, anytime I think you're winning the, you're, you know, a heavy favorite in the division, I think you should be trying to get as far as you can. And, um, I don't see why, you know, Trevor Lawrence would think that, you know, he can't eventually, I'm not saying he's at that level right now, but why he wouldn't be able to compete with like a Joe Burrow or a Josh Allen, you know? Um, so, and, and go head to head with the men and we're starting to see him go head to head with some of these guys. So, I mean, as a Jags fan, I'd be pretty confident um, in, in my guy, Trevor Lawrence. So, um, absolutely, I think they need to have, you know, higher higher aspirations than just winning the division. There's no there's no point in waiting. Like, you have a raw roster right now. You don't know what your roster could look like next year. You could have a bunch of injuries. You never know. So, um, I think every season, if you do have a roster like you do, have a good uh, previous year like you did, um, you got to go all in and, like, go full gas. Yeah. And they have a really good coach, too who um, deserves deserve probably more respect than he gets because he did a very good job with them down the stretch last year. I, uh, To be honest, I kind of... There's three over, so I'm going to take an under. I don't like this division. I don't think... Their, their offensive line is bad. It's one of the worst in the league. I just think this division is bad and anything can happen. I think all these teams will beat up on each other, like I said, and they'll be an 8-9 and nine or a 7-10 and 10 division winner. So for me, I like an under there. Um, but... Yeah, I could easily see the case for over, like you guys mentioned, because they made some pretty good pickups and have a very talented roster on day one. So last team in this division is Tennessee. I I hate Tennessee, but I also respect Tennessee. That's my relationship with them. I think yeah. I, they're the only team since 2020 to have a straight up winning record in games where they are underdogs. They are a terrifically... Well, their coach is wonderful. He's a fantastic coach. He's a little bit like Tomlin Light is the way I see it. Um, but man, do they have kind of a difficult thing? Last year, seven and ten, they had the Josh Dobbs game, but they were so injured by the end of the season, it was just basically Vrabel dragging them into the finish line. If you remember that, they were zero and nine against playoff teams last year, which. Uh, <laughs> I hate this team. I really do not like Tennessee. They're so boring, but uh, I I feel like they have a really underappreciated coach and I don't want to get right to the line, but when I see seven and a half, I just, I have a hard time thinking Mike Vrabel is capable of doing a lot worse than that. So that's just my initial impression, even though I know they have a pretty bad roster, but Adam, I know you're a uh, Titans hater as well. So maybe you want to get in there. Yeah, I'd say of the 32 teams in the NFL, this is probably the team that I enjoy watching lose the most. Um, I don't know what it is about them. Oh. They're just not fun to watch. They're uh, the, like, I just think they're a little overhyped. I don't like, I don't, I just don't like anything about this team. I think their jerseys are ugly. They play in an ugly division. Ugly um, stadium. Yeah, very ugly stadium. And they're benching. Or at least we think they're benching my guy jeans for the start of the season, which is probably good for his development. Sure, whatever. But um, as long as jeans isn't starting, I don't want this team to win. So um, I think it'll be good for them. Finish last in the division, maybe get the first overall pick, get a good team for jeans next year. And uh, maybe they can do well from there. But I think they should start the rebuild now. So that's just my take here. 
Yeah. And they have a new GM. So they fired their GM who went 59 and 38 in his time as GM because of the AJ Brown thing, which was honestly a catastrophe. I, I don't which use they, that word. Didn't yeah. They, didn't they fire him like mid season? Yeah. After the game against the Eagles because AJ Brown. They were like, because um, they drafted Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, he's not yeah. as good as AJ Brown after six weeks. So we're firing you. <laughs> All right. Didn't see that coming. And to be honest, like we know the direction the league is heading. It's a pass first league, specifically on early downs. And uh, their team is built around a 29-year-old running back who has, I God knows how many carries, probably over 1,800. And I love Derrick Henry, and I love watching him. But that's just kind of a creaky strategy. And I, I did notice that their new GM – had this comment at his introductory press conference, quote, it's cute and sexy to play Golden State Warriors football, but when the weather is, when the weather is good, but the teams that play in January play defense and run the ball, which would put the fear of God in me as a Titans fan well, if my GM's right. saying that. Have you, see, have you seen the Chiefs play? Yeah. <laughs> like, have you seen the Chiefs play in uh, December and January? <laughs> I have, so... I'm saying that using the term Golden State Warriors football is about all I need to know about this guy. He's like a back to the basket, let's chill. throw it in the post type of guy. He's He's got to chill. He's like, we're playing like yeah. 20, 2013 uh, Barcelona football. It's like, okay, relax. <laughs> chill out. This team is so old too. Like they're just so yeah. old. Like this offense especially is like, like Tannehill, Henry Hopkins as your like three guys is oh, I don't is... think it gets like older than that. <laughs> like unless you're talking Brady Fournette, like it doesn't really get much older than that. That age, that's got to be over 100 combined age on the three of them. Yeah. 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 Except I do want to give them credit. I think their defense is sneaky underrated. I actually do think that. Like I, I like I think Kevin Byard's one of the better safeties in the league and I think Jeffrey Simmons or I think you say Simmons is yeah like he's unreal like i think he's a, probably a top three like tackle in football defensive tackle they also have one of the best punters in the league just have oh to good that out. this division has two of the best punters in the league and uh stonehouse on the titans is probably top three so if you're a punter you don't want to be signing in this division just because it's too crazy hey you want to go yeah didn't they have wishnowski <laughs> I, I they did, but I I would actually contest Alex's point. You do want to sign in this division because you'll get a lot of work. You, you will have chances <laughs> true, to, true, to true. blow up your stats as a punter true. in this, division. which is probably why two of the best are in this division. Yeah, <laughs> they get a lot of practice. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So, um, if you want to get good, you want to be playing with the best competition. So, um, <laughs> iron shapens iron. Um, I'm not a big fan. You know what? I hate them a little less now. Um, because of some off-season acquisitions that aren't actually on the roster but are connected to the team. So um, you guys can figure out what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, like I, I agree with Adam. They're not a very fun team to watch. Um, but you might, I Mike Vrabel, man, I just – I kind of wish that they would part ways eventually because I want to see him actually coach like a serious team, like an actually good roster. Um, I don't think just, he would do that. Yeah, he seems loyal. He yeah. seems, yeah, he seems super loyal, but like, I don't know. I feel like, like, you know, we were talking about um, Bill Belichick, maybe, you know, wrapping it up, maybe possibly, well, I was thinking 
thinking that he might wrap it up after this year or something. But I feel like oh, that'd wow. be kind of cool. Like if he maybe went to go coach the Patriots or something, I feel like that'd yeah. be a sick move. Um, and then I'm a huge, this could be the year the running back isn't good guy. Yeah. Um, and I keep saying that for a lot of people. Um, and I think I actually found a stat. I think it was once running backs enter their eighth or ninth year, I think Derrick Henry's entering his eighth. Um, that's when you start seeing the the decline. Um, so, and, and if that happens, the, the Titans are cooked because they, nothing else happens with them except run the football. So I don't want to say his name again, but, uh, Derrick Henry is older than Todd Gurley in case anyone is curious. Second Todd Gurley shout out. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Let's go Todd Gurley. I also think Derrick Henry's like not a normal 29 yeah. year old. Like he's like, I, I know what you're going to say, Phil, like he's like a beast, but I also, I mean like just the workload that he's had, like, he's like, I don't think anybody else has probably rushed for more than like 300 oh, yeah. yards. Any year well, good he's point. Been in Tennessee. I mean, his eight seasons, that's more like 12 seasons. I feel like. Yeah. He says Just 1900 yeah. carries and that's not taking into account his Alabama workload. Yeah. Yeah. And in high school, he was rushing for like 8,000 yard seasons. Let's go so. high school. You <laughs> You went up to me hard there. That was <laughs> sick. Yeah. I drafted him first overall last year and he was good to me. And, and I've had him many times in fantasy um, I am actually with you. I, I don't think this is sustainable. Yeah. Oh, no. No, yeah. I don't think so either. Um, but if anybody could do it, I think it's kind of him. So I don't want to cross him off too early for that reason. They do quickly, lots of turnover. They have a new offensive coordinator who hopefully will maybe disagree with that philosophy about Golden State Warrior football, but I digress. Uh, they obviously signed Hopkins, like we mentioned. They... Traylon Burks, we'll see year two. Maybe he takes a jump. Maybe he doesn't. He didn't. Maybe do the much asthma his... kind of calms down. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, for his <laughs> sake, it does, so he can take the field and maybe play some games. Um, <laughs> they drafted. They drafted an offensive tackle, eleventh. So there's kind of upgrading there. Obviously, Jeans. Um, somebody accompanied Jeans. I'm not going to say her name, but she definitely did accompany him. Uh, they signed another offensive tackle. They signed Arden Key. They Sean Murphy Bunting. They they have tons of outgoings, like 25 players left. Uh, I think Taylor Luan's kind of the headliner there because he'd been there so long. But seventh easiest schedule, four games with a rest advantage. Uh, I will say, we mentioned Jeans a few times. Adam said he's going to start the season on the bench. Their first six games are at Saints, Chargers, at Browns, Bengals, at Colts, Ravens, and then they go on bye. So those are pretty tough first six. So it oh, might yeah. be smart to just, just let Tannehill's body break and then just bring yep. in bring in the jeans for the, for the second half of the season because it gets a lot easier. Like there's two Texans in there. There's a Colts in there. So maybe that's their strategy. Well, are we sure they're not going to go Willis before jeans? Probably Having well. watched him last year, I would be disgusted <laughs> if he took the field again. <laughs> I'm willing to give like him... Rabel just had like the disgust on his face <laughs> when they panned to him after Malik Willis would throw like the nastiest interception ever. Was just oh, that was great TV. Remember his first game? He let him throw like eight times. He was like four for eight. It was like wow, he hates this guy. Yeah, so I I would be surprised if we saw them. They were the most injured team in the league last year too. I should probably mention that. But anyway, seven and a half—that's the line. Owen, where are you landing on this? <clears throat> um, oh man, I don't want to. I guess I, I guess I went over 
Jags, so I can afford to do another under because I think this is way under. Not way under. I think they'll win five or six games. But um, yeah, I think the offense is way too old. Like Tannehill, I've been a Tannehill guy, but I just can't. I mean, the last few years, I just I can't bring myself to defend him anymore. Uh, he's too old. He just the legs aren't there. The, the the arm isn't there. Just nothing's really there anymore. He doesn't have the receiving core to throw to. Uh, Derrick Henry is. I mean, we've already touched on that. He's he's kind of probably on the way uh, down here. And then DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think I would expect anything out of this year. And then that line is just terrible. Um, I think their only saving grace is their coach. And then I do like their pieces on offense. Like I like Simmons. Uh, I like Byard. I like Autry. But yeah, I, I think. I think they will be a comfortable under. I'm going to go under, yeah. I just kind of, same points that I've been reiterating here. Um, so, yeah, I don't see, I mean, seven and a half. I usually, with Vegas, I'm just like, oh, damn, they're right on the right on the money there. But I, I don't know, at least, like, to win eight games is a lot. I know they play in the kind of a weaker, weaker division, but um, I just don't see it for this team. I think they got two Colts wins, and I think they got two Texans wins. That would be my take. Um, I, I like Vrabel to. I if you bet this, you're insane because there's no way you know which way this is going to slide. Because I see seven or I see eight, so uh, I'm just going to give it an over because I think there'll be more unders than overs, and I'll try to play a play a bit of a spoiler today. But uh, man, I don't love the uh, composition of this team. But over it is. I respect Vrabel. Do you guys ever think that? Um... Like the AFC South will be like interesting, like in like 10 years where we're just like, holy crap, AFC South. Like, I can't wait for Jags and Titans to be playing two times a year and Texans, Titans to be playing. Just feel like it's uh, never, no, ever been like that. It, it won't it, happen. It can you happen. don't think so? If Jeans becomes a beast and uh, yeah. Anthony Richardson Proud. becomes a beast and then there's Lawrence, like, Stroud. There's a roadmap. And sh- yeah, like there's a roadmap. Actually, yeah, low key, there is a roadmap. They have all the young quarterbacks. Yeah, but you're never going to be excited to turn. You're just never going to be excited when you see Jags Titans tonight. It's really? The jerseys and the logos. Yeah. Yeah. It, they yeah, have with the no history. It's, it's, I think the jerseys are sick. The Titans blue is good. That's good. It, it's a sword yeah. on the shoulder. Uh, it's a sword. We didn't rank any of the teams in the helmets. Shit, shit. I got to make a note about that next time because that's a mistake. But we'll do it all at the end, I guess. But Adam, you we didn't pick the over-under. You oh, didn't pick the over-under, though. I thought I kind of did. But I'm going way under. Like, Let's go. Fourth like one division. game. Respect. One game. <laughs> I'm saying fourth in the in the division. Like Rachel's coaching a one-win team. <laughs> Half I a hope game. so. Hi. <laughs> We've had some great guests, and we forgot to mention this in the te- in the Texans section. But Chris Brown locking in a Texans tie was probably the the highlight of the previews. I have to say, yeah. the Cardinals Texans tie game. So, uh, just a shout out for that again. But yeah, let's do the helmet. So we already decided with Moose that the Colts were going to be an unserious. So the Texans, I feel like already. they're pretty, cl- but I feel like they're pretty close to the Colts though. I agree. I I still think that they're uh, unserious. But I think what did they room. do to what did they do this year to take them out of the poverty they were in last year? They added Dalton Schultz. <laughs> no, but they added like the second best quarterback in the draft class. So That's they pretty used big. their pick on a quarterback. 
Yeah, this but is, not, I mean, I think a it's point. a good quarterback. I think and quarterback's the most important position. So I feel like I, if you think CJ Stroud's going to be good, which I do, I think well, that takes I think out. poverty until proven differently. I'm okay with that. I can I can be you fine with that. Uh, I would say poverty. Okay, he three for poverty, one for unserious. Alex Alex's Texans optimism takes a hit right there. That was tough. Uh, Tennessee unserious. This can't they yeah, can't be poverty, but they have a poverty poverty ass team. I hate their team. <laughs> <It's so laughs> but, I think I think CFL unserious league. unserious, but they'll be in poverty soon. Yeah, me too. Or low unserious. Yeah, they can go this their helmets like near it's it's on the shelf closest to the poverty section. <laughs> and um uh last one's Jags. Um yeah, Jags are yeah. good. But then you're putting. Do you want to say on... elite, Phil? No, I want to say I want to say Frisk Zone. Why are they better no. than Seattle? Why are they better than Seattle? They're way better than Seattle. They are better. Dude, they Trevor beat Lawrence, the Chiefs in the as playoffs. opposed to Geno Smith. You're telling me yeah. we're gonna we're gonna put the Jags and the Bills in the same category? I think the Jags are the better Jags than the Steelers Bills. in the same category. The Steelers are gonna win eleven games this year. <laughs> Did you see the George Pickens highlights? They're gonna win eleven games this Wait, year. Wait, wow. Phil, but you're forgetting about Trevor Lawrence after Thanksgiving. Do I need to send you some Gone Coward clips? Oh, that's yeah. right. When he, yeah, okay, good, good. You're right. Sorry. Trevor Lawrence since week seven. Yeah, yeah. Wow. When he just made arbitrary lines. Yeah, that's right. Okay, fine. We could put him in good because there's three votes. But just on the record, I was against that. I want that. I want that very clear. I hate this division. Um, so AFC South's done, which is exciting. I'm glad that we got that over with. The next week is the ever popular NFC North. Um, which is going to be electrifying. So I'm really looking forward to that. I do want to say quickly on football, um, I did see that the Lions just signed Teddy Bridgewater, which uh, that's a little, <laughs> I don't love that sign. That's a little concerning for me. It is. I, I saw that too when I was a little like, okay, like why are we doing that? Mm-hmm. I I think so too. They have Hendon Hooker. They have Jared Goff. I feel like they would have enough at this time, but hey. Who knows what it is? I, uh, I There's not much football stuff this week. I know preseason's coming on this week. This is really like one of the quietest weeks in sports that I can remember. There's like nothing. I don't know if it's because I'm over here and I'm not like in the circadian rhythms, but I am. I, I, this is like a dead you don't zone. Love the, you don't love the Carlson uh, Penguins trade? That really didn't move the needle for me. And I don't think. <laughs> yeah, no. One what about David Schneider? Yeah, that's true. David Schneider's kind of the captivating story, I would say. Yeah. He's a needle mover. He is. He looks he looks yeah. like a good guy and he hits the hell out of the ball and he's breaking yeah. records to start. So that okay, that on my interest levels, that's like a seven because I like the Blue Jays and I, and he's sick. I know for you it's a ten, but Yeah, for, it's like a twelve. Are you I know close? Owen's like gassed up for this guy? Yeah, I am. I am. I watched I can't like um it's appointment viewing every time he's on the TV. I can't like what is he gonna do next? Like Owen's like <laughs> like dreaming about him like leading us to a World Series title. I actually am, yeah. No, I was uh I was like I got fired up to just to see him hit singles. Like he was hitting these like just rocket singles and I was getting really excited. He's so good. And he's I, making everybody else so so much better too. Like everyone there's some pressure on everybody that's like, wow, this guy just came in and he's hitting like hitting the living daylights out of the ball. And and like you know I'm, you know I've been in the league for ten years and I'm playing like like trash like they got to be better. My highlight of yesterday for me yesterday was I was 
at the Community Shield game and I was getting fired up and I looked down at my phone and Owens has texted me. I don't know if you're asleep right now, but David Schneider's two for three with a home run. And I was like, that's great. Dude, I was so excited. I was so excited. I had to. I had to. There was an all-time text. I'm really happy that I received that. So that was... Uh, I'm, Me- I'm Messi's... Going- shout out Messi. Messi's yeah. been killing it. Holy crap. Wow. Shout it's out like Messi. like an automatic goal every time he shout takes out a Messi. Hold on, hold on. I have a question for you. So if you if you were a season ticket holder at like FC Dallas or something like that, and you had these tickets when Messi was going to come, and it was like, you know, you could sell them for like a thousand bucks. Are you selling or are you staying and watching uh, Messi No, I'm play? watching that. I'm staying for sure. I'm watching that. Wow. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be that. that much better with a thousand bucks in my pocket. I'm yeah. flipping that. As somebody that's seen what? Messi, I'm selling that. You've seen Messi? You've seen Messi in person? You've seen Messi. Yeah. When he was at Barcelona, what? I saw him in a friendly. Oh, wow. him and Suarez. Oh, wow. so friendly, friendly, wow, no, Adam. but the but the regular season MLS, that's when you can't miss. Yeah, that's a real game. Can't oh, him. But a friendly is <laughs> not. The friendly doesn't even sell out. Like, there's no difference yeah. in that for me. Mm, I think there is. I, I mean, any chance you get to see Messi or LeBron or like you're not selling the ticket. What if 5,000? Would you sell it for five? I hate let's like auction Owen. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my financial situation at the time. Okay, raw. Yeah. That's a way Fair to enough. bow out the conversation. That just finished there it off go. right there. Death blow. <laughs> there you right. go, Adam. <laughs> Anybody who's looking for messy talk, go somewhere else. Adam's not getting into a price debate right now. <laughs> no. Um, I like that Alex started that out with shout out Messi. For me, if we're doing my interest meter, it's like a, it's like a, it, it honestly, it kind of makes the MLS look like terrible that he's just got like doing like McDavid stats. I think so. Cause he, um, he had the rawest assist on, on one of the guy's own goals. So I think they were playing like FC Dallas or something yesterday. And he just like had a free kick and he like kicked, basically uh, kicked it into the box and the, and the defender uh, on FC Dallas scored like the most banger header ever I've seen, but it was an own goal. He was like, Messi just like gave me the nicest ball in the air right now. Like I need to finish it off and it doesn't matter if it's going to be in my own net. So you're, you're right. It does make the MLS look a a little bad, but uh, I don't think, I don't think the MLS perspective from the outside got any worse. Like I think it was already seen as a pretty bad league and you're taking the current, like literal current best player in the world and you're putting him in the league, it's pretty expected that he's doing. You think he's the best player in the world currently? Holland's better than him right now. Well, if that was true, Holland would win the Ballon d'Or, but he's not going to. Oh, so you're saying, wait, are we saying my guy Killian? You guys are saying my guy Killian isn't the best. I think Alex is right. I think Mbappe is probably the best right now. And then I'll take the guy who carried his country to win the World Cup. uh, Okay, but I'll also take the guy that like, Put wow. a shitty French national team on his back and like almost beat Argentina and lost to the guy that carried his team to the World Cup. <laughs> almost like Colomani, like fucked it. So and did worse during the regular season than the guy on his team that um won the World Cup. I don't know. I'm gonna say it every time if I have to, but that was like probably the best performance I've ever seen, like Mbappe in the in the finals. Yeah, fact. That is- I agree with that. Look, I know, but look, I'll say it, I don't watch soccer that much like i just don't 
But World Cup, obviously, I do watch all the games. But that was the best like performance I've ever seen. What about the first 80 minutes of his performance where he touched the ball three times? Two goals. Yeah, it's like, what yeah. if you take out all the good things he did, though? Then what yeah. about that? Eliminated. <laughs> now what? Yeah. Number one well, performance, yeah. Mbappe World Cup final. Number two performance, Declan Rice in the Community Shield game. Let's at- fucking <laughs> Let's go. We say on my interest meter, though, I do want to say 10 out of 10 interest for me was Colin Cowherd saying Cole Komet's getting older when he just turned 24. That that was electric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is getting older though. Statistically, it's true. But he's, yeah. he did also just celebrate a 24th birthday like last week. But he's getting older. I, I like how he's at the age where like getting better actually means like you get like your skill level improves. Yeah. At like what cost? Older, I mean. At yeah. what cost? At what yeah. Cost? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I don't really have any other sports stuff, so let's do the movie um, bone Tomahawk and then let's pack it up. But I do want to say I'm picking the movie next week and I've already watched this movie pre-scout cause I'm going to be doing stuff this week. So pre-scout and I watched this movie for the first time, in probably 10 years. And I was surprised at how much better I thought it was 10 years later than when I saw it. Oh, and it's, it's, I know what it is. Yeah, it's Goodwill Hunting. So we're going to watch that. Oh, okay. great film. Yeah. yeah. So okay. anyway, Bone Tomahawk. That's a good movie for, for one of our guests too. That's hype. I mean, that's why I want his takes. I want to see Cerebral uh, Unnamed coming out. Um, Cerebral Bleep. Yeah. If I had a bleep button, I would use it. But anyway. Bone Tomahawk, um, Owen, your pick. You liked Cell Block 99. Sorry, sorry what was it? <laughs> Not Brawl on Cell Block 99. Okay, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, Bone Tomahawk, was it better? Was it worse? It was worse, but it was still really enjoyable. I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time in the movie. I thought um, the action was like really good. I think it was probably more violent, like more horrifically violent than the cell block 99 but i did enjoy it i thought it had good shock value for me alex where'd you land okay so i gotta be honest i didn't get around to watching this one which hand up but i did watch a 25 minute highlight tape on the movie so it's kind of like i did watch it so i watched all the like nasty gory like crazy things that happen um so i think (laughs) it's it's pretty over the top like it's pretty crazy <laughs> phil's having a good time well you coming in with i didn't watch it but i watched the 20 minute version so i pretty much watched it i mean I it's not like a super complex plot alex coming in with the i couldn't catch it live so i watched like the abbreviated watched the game. 30 he watched yeah. jason 30 I literally did <laughs> that is literally there's a there's a literally uh a bone tomahawk in 30 uh <laughs> <laughs> on PG, youtube so it's so sick so it's all the good stuff really um all the action so um it's pretty crazy like um when he ta- <laughs> you didn't see the, the movie scene, <laughs> i didn't see the movie but i'm commenting on the like bone tomahawk mixtape that i watched <laughs> okay so and i'm commenting on the action but the action what, what was, was crazy well the one of the crazy parts is when that cannibal guy like cuts Kurt Russell, like right under the ribs, oh, and yeah. shoved that uh, flask. Yeah, the flask, a, a burning hot flask under his rib cage. Like, goddamn, I kind of like gagged a little bit when I saw that. I'm not gonna well, lie. Well, you'd probably like it even better if you knew why he did that. 
because I don't know if they showed this in the highlight pack, but he had <laughs> used that. That was full of opium, and he had he had tricked the cave people into you into drinking it so they die. And so then he dragged his oh, dead friend oh, like hours later and was like, all, they were mad because he had given him this poison drink, and so that was his revenge was shoving the burning flask. Wow. That's raw. Yeah. And then when one of the other cowboy guys <laughs> kills one of the cannibal guys and like reaches into his throat and just like pulls out whatever he pulled out, I can really make what he pulled out. But he like shoved his hands into his neck yeah. and pulled something out. Looked nasty. So um yeah, definitely if you're a gore fan, I'd I'd recommend watching this based on my Frank <laughs> Gore. Frank yeah. Gore, Gore fan. Um <laughs> yeah. See, these are parts that you're commenting on that I I liked everything but those parts. I thought this movie was awesome, except it was like needlessly violent. I thought the story was amazing. The ending was great. The I liked how it started. I liked how it finished. I liked, like the first 90 minutes, it was like low-key funny. Like that one guy was hilarious when he was talking about like when they were trying to sleep and he just kept talking. Like I had some good laughs. I thought this movie was raw until they skinned the guy's scalp and then they split the guy in yeah. half that i was not literally not watching i was covering my eyes so it lost some points it, there but great story it took a, a steep turn because like all of a sudden they drag him out and then the next thing you know he's scalped and then immediately after before you have time to like kind of recover and process what you just saw they flip him over and just split it like split him down the middle it was pretty i'd never seen anything i mean i've seen a fair share of movies but i've never seen anything like that before it was a new thing i feel like adam was probably the most mortified uh i mean i wouldn't say that i like it's not like i watch these movies and i like can't watch them and stuff i just don't really understand um like the entertainment value but like I don't understand why people enjoy watching these things. Like, it's not really that entertaining. Like, it was entertaining to me when I was a kid, and I would like, watch, like, oh my god, he like cut him in half. But at this point, like, I enjoyed the plot. I enjoyed the movie. Like, I thought it was a good movie. Um, it was like a little too slow, but I still was pretty locked into like the dialogue and the walking. And I was like, I was in locked into the movie the whole time, but I just don't understand. Like, I think that movie can happen and you can cut away from all those scenes and I'll get the same value. So I, I just that's, don't. I agree. I'm not part of the audience that likes to watch like people get cut open. I just don't think it's that entertaining. Yeah, and that's fair. I think it's more than anything. It's just the director's personal style. Like he always does that. And I do think I think if you take that out, like, yeah, it still has a lot of its value. But I do think it's at least interesting to look at like it's kind of like surprising it may be you know for adam who's been seeing these since he was a kid like nine or ten guys getting split open it might just be you know you don't want to you've kind of seen it well i'm not watching that, but it's pretty new for me get split open i'm just watching like cgi i don't know like it's not that i i used to play gears of war as a kid and i would ch chainsaw people and i would think it was sick but like how I'm 22 years old. Oh, so old. you're too mature for it. Well, I just thing... don't, I, I don't think it's enjoyable to look at. Like, I don't see the <laughs> okay. value behind it. Good thing Christopher Nolan didn't direct this movie because there wouldn't have been any CGI. Yeah, yeah. good thing. We saved yeah. some human lives by having him sit on the sidelines for this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, overall, I liked it, though. I mean, I just didn't think those parts needed to be in there, but I gave it three and a half because I was actually thoroughly entertained by the movie. It just... It just lost me in the last 30 minutes because I literally could not continue watching.
<laughs> I also gave it three and a half for similar reasons, not minus the second part. Like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I just enjoyed it that much. Adam, what did you give it? I give it three. I think it's uh, like I watched the movie and I liked it, so I'm giving it a three. Okay. Alex, what do you what do you give the highlight? I'm giving it a four. Um, just because it's it's all the good stuff in in a in a short little highlight pack. So, um, it was yeah, it was pretty entertaining stuff. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really mind the mind the the gore the goriness and all that stuff. So, me um, neither. Raw, you love good. to see it. Well, that's an easy ten for the first international. That's an easy ten. That's a ten. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Banger and good to have Moose with us. And next week, NFC North will be good. I'm also looking forward to that. Otherwise, I don't know. Holiday Monday for the people at home. I hope they had a good one. We'll be back a week from today. Goodwill hunting. Looking forward to it. Have a good week, everybody.